Hello, and welcome to the venue, IVM's uh, podcast, where we get to interview some of the very exciting and interesting people in our industry. I'm very pleased today, Mr. Todd Shuttleworth uh, is, is talking to us today. He's with Max R. He's, a, he's their corporate sales manager. Uh, he, of course, is one of our ally members. will be at Venue Connect. So, Todd, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we talked before the show about today, we're going to talk about kind of the front of house and the green initiatives and sustainability uh, programs are, are really that you're seeing in all types of venue types, right? Yeah, that's right. We have so much happening back of house with um, all the solid waste management, but now it's about having a program in the front of house that is aligned with that so you're set up for success with your uh, waste diversion program. Excellent. You, there's a lot of um, reasons for why people want to start having sustainable programs. And I think you've, you've enumerated to me several of them. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could just go through a few of them and we could talk about how that's really influencing the industry and why and how it's influencing why people do sustainability programs. Uh, sure, I'd love to. I mean, I, I think the, the best reason and, and a common one is you have a lot of organizations that definitely want to do the right thing. And they right. want to be known in their communities as being a, a green-minded uh, venue that they want to be a, you know, a thought leader, and a lot of times this comes from their leadership team, and they really want to set their their venue up for success and have all of those little slivers of sustainability uh, addressed and try to do it as well as they they possibly can and do it for all the right reasons. So that's to me one of the more impressive reasons <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. And then you know, as you said, you you all work in all venue types. Um, you know, is there is there a through line you see throughout though that you know there is certainly a, is there a philosophy a corporate philosophy that you see throughout those venue types that really find this to be important the, the sustainability programs? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think you know the one of the things we talked about why you know this conversation is helpful is that you know, so people can understand what those reasons are and. Uh, as much as we'd love to, for people to do it out of the goodness of their heart and make it important for the, you know, for all those environmental uh, and green reasons, there's other drivers and, and other reasons. Uh, you know, most of all, it has to make business sense. Right. Um, so whatever, whatever, whatever those drivers are, you, you don't always have the luxury of just doing it because you think it's what you should do. Um, that would be nice, but. You know, I know in our venue community, um, those, those budgets and, and uh, you know, reasons don't always uh, take precedence over or the, over the implementation of a program. So um, it has to make business sense. There has to be, you know, if not an ROI, at least other reasons that uh, have a, a definite benefit for wanting to, you know, implement any environmental initiative or sustainability initiative, whether it's um, wastewater, uh, electricity reduction, uh, from LED lighting to solar uh, or alternative energies of any kind. So there, there definitely, as much as we love everybody to do the green thing, there definitely needs to be a business case for that. And that's on both reduction of cost and revenue generation, right? Uh, absolutely. So, you know, when you implement a front-of-house recycling program, for example, and you can start mm-hmm. source-separating uh, things that may still have a, you know, maintain a commodity value like aluminum, um, that is also not only do you get the value of the commodity, but you're also diverting that from the weight in your landfill, which you're you're paying to have taken away, of course. And then you know, it also I think uh, many venues really also start have started listening to their their clients. I would think too. I mean, surely there's some clients demanding. You know, we want to make sure this is a clean, 
you know, a zero waste event. Is that, is that true? That's definitely a big driver in the convention center space. Um, and now you're seeing some of the new impressive, you know, newer sports uh, venues also running like convention centers and having hundreds of events in a year. And when they have clients coming to, to them and considering their venue, um, uh, as the potential host of their event, um, they are definitely asking, you know, can I have a zero waste event or what is your sustainability initiatives or what does your program look like and what kind of control over, can, can, over our event can we have about um, being as environmentally sound as possible. And zero waste events are obviously a big, big part of it. So having the infrastructure there uh, to be able to meet that client driven need is a big, is a big deal. And you may not win business having, you know, a really robust front of house recycling program or a zero waste program, but you can certainly lose business if you can't provide it. So that's something for uh, the venues to be mindful of as they, as they look at the value versus the, the investment in a program like this. And I think you, you know, you, you've, I think you told me you've seen a lot of venues too, where the, the employees themselves see this as a, what's the word? Um, what is a, a, a value they find important and where they work too, correct? Yeah, it goes from the, you know, and maybe this is more of a convention center topic, but where these are community, often community owned or community run buildings and it's their, their anchors within these, these cities or towns where um, there's that sense of local pride. So between your community and your employees, people want to work for organizations in the venue industry or others that uh, are also being very responsible and being proactively responsible. And uh, it's definitely difficult to re- re- attract and recruit top talent and retain it uh, if you're not an organization that they're proud uh to work for and be part of. And it's just a big piece of that cultural puzzle that uh, is necessary today. And so maybe could you give us some examples, say you're an employee at a venue and you want to give reason, you know, you want to talk to your, your leadership about why you feel it's important or anything, any success stories you give or examples of, of venues or, or organizations that kind of went from ground up. Um, well, I think there's different examples for each driver. So whether it's somebody uh, I know that Charlotte was very happy to put in their uh, new program a, a year or two ago because they were getting that client pressure about uh, green events. Um, I was speaking with some some people from the uh, Music City Center, and they work in you know non-sustainable roles. They were involved in security and parking and other parts, but even as employees, they were so proud about the solar panels and about the the, the beehives on the roof and the, you know, the green walls and gardens and they're identifying other slivers of sustainability, but just taking that pride that they're building, um, mm. was, was making these steps. So, uh, I think that if you're having to go to your leadership and explain, you know, what the, the benefits will be, yeah, you're going to have, you know, client satisfaction, employee satisfaction, um, as, as well as getting into the nitty gritty of, the ROI on, you know, reducing your landfill costs and, um, you know, diverting, you know, waste from landfill as well as possible uh, revenue generation such as, you know, returnables or uh, a program that perhaps captures some sponsorship revenue uh, Mm. and other things you can do with the program. So definitely there's, 
there's a lot of boxes to check when you when you take a proposal forward to leadership. And and again, if you're fortunate, you'll have leadership that is maybe driving it, or you know, very accepting and, and hoping that you have a good plan together at that they'll be excited to implement because that's, you know, they feel their role is to make sure their building is, is uh, on that path. So, you know, you mentioned that the venues are a key part of the, you know, the community, um, you know, and, and some also, there's also sometimes local uh, compliance you have to fall, you know, you have to be in line with too, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and as much as you don't want people recycling just because they have to, um, you know, I think everybody out there needs to understand that uh, compliance is a big issue and that as communities become more progressive about uh, their own zero waste initiative or, you know, all of the companies in their, you know, communities um, taking the same sort of steps. Uh, I think last year New York went through it and um, Northern California has been so proactive as well as the rest of the Northwest and where mm-hmm. they're implementing, for example, food waste uh, diversion in, in the front of house and or back and or back of house. So um, you definitely want to stay on the, the forefront of that. So you're not doing it last minute and maybe not doing it as well. as had you uh, educated yourself on those policies that are coming forward so that you are in compliance. And again, you're, you're doing the right thing, whether it's because it's mandated or you're, you're just that kind of, on the same page as your as your local community. And is there any you know in your in your career have you have you been you know is there anything that you initially came in where the technology has come to the point where it's just you wouldn't recognize it the way you start out? I mean the original you know starting out with this uh, you know recycling as an example. I mean is there some is there some aspect to these green programs that have just the technology has really improved to the point where you just couldn't recognize it from its original ways of doing it. Uh, in, in some regards, uh, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, one of the impressive things is the, the MRFs or the uh, material recycling facilities that do the source separation. Um, you know, even, you know, once the, once the waste gets back a house that, um, I mean, people are still doing hand sorting so that they're getting, you know, credited from their hauler with the clean uh, sorts. But at the same time, there's a lot of technology helping improve the, the, the final sorting, you know, because mixed recycling is as you know, been really coming forward as, as a way to collect it, which is, you know, for those of you who don't know, is when your paper and your cans and bottles and plastic are all put together and then sorted again later, as opposed to having, you know, eight different bins in your, in your venue. Um, so, you know, there's yeah. other technologies from, you know, AI to recognize uh, different materials to letting you wow. know how f- full the bin is. You've got electric compactors. Some of them get a little bit pricey or can come across as a bit gimmicky if it doesn't really, if there's no value to your organization with that, te- that technology. But um, I think just improved communication, uh, standardized labels, there's just a lot of little things helping people uh, or at least are available to people to solve the problems the best way they need to in their own building. Because it seems everybody has, uh, you know, different lo- localities have different needs and different programs and uh, different places have only certain resources available to them for the recycling. So not every, you know, some places can't accept glass, but some places do. Some places right. can't accept food waste. Uh, so you really have to know, you know, what are what are we capable of doing? And then based on that, let's implement the best program we can. So, you know, you've, you've iterated several whys as to why venues are getting into green programs. You know, would you mind telling us a little about some of the challenges that, 
that you see out there to implementing one or ways to overcome such challenges? Um, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the challenges have to do with um, if you don't have that infrastructure. I you know I discussed. I mean, a lot of venue managers will have access to um, compostable foodware or um, you know other other types of products that they want to make their venue a little bit stronger on the on the green side, but yet um, they can't even do back of house composting if there's no compost composting facilities that are within a reasonable driving distance to make it counterproductive. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't drive it, you know, 500 miles away. So, um, those are, those, that's the biggest challenge is as much as you want to do the right thing, you just don't have the local infrastructure to make it possible. Um, you know, sometimes budget's an issue where, um, whether the building's not that old and they already put something in place that maybe, uh, isn't isn't achieving their goals with them. Sometimes you have to wait for the budget to be available to implement a new program if if that's something that hasn't happened yet. And sometimes leadership uh, just may not have the appetite for being a really, you know, mm. green-minded uh, venue. So there's those are the few, a few of the challenges that I think would would impact somebody who wants to but is uh, struggling to get it off the ground. Yeah. Well, we we talked also earlier about you know uh, this industry is. Um, Individuals in there are very passionate about their jobs usually, and I think clearly that uh, if, if for a venue, if its leadership or its members of its team have a passion for sustainability, that kind of shines. It really shows out, and you know the, the events they have, the interactions with their clients. You know, maybe tell us a little about you know you and your as a professional. You know, is there something about sustainability, green initiatives that that you personally really find fulfilling? Um. Well, I, I, I love when it, a project gets, uh, you know, initiated and sometimes it can take, uh, you know, months, if not, you know, a year or two to get uh, everything really approved and, uh, you know, built and, and installed. And uh, But that sense of pride that, you know, I share with uh, my customers and, and the people mm-hmm. we partner with um, really goes a long way. And, and so I think that, the pride part is something that I get, uh, you know, really pleased with when I see that they're taking photos of their, their, their new recycle stations and posting them online and sending them back to us. And even everyone in our factory gets excited when they see those, those photos from the customers. I mean, they just, uh, they take a lot of pride in what they do. So to see that, uh, it means a lot to the customers. And I mean, as a group, what we try to do is help organizations create an environment that makes people comfortable, um, and enjoy the, you know, the, the venue that they're, they're visiting. And so it's, it's even the recycle stations or the trash cans, it's, you know, all the, the casual furniture and everything that, that uh, kind of adds to the guest experience is, is what we're about. And when, when a, a customer embraces that and, and us as a partner that allows us to go down that path with them, it's, it, that's when it's really fulfilling because they're doing it with a, you know, a very green solution. And uh, I think, I think everybody should feel that same pride. That's great. Well, and, and, you know, it really is also kind of, it, it can be, how to put this, you know, to help train or guide your customers into having this habit of recycling, uh, you know, just look at the customer, but you, you uh, many people, you know, when they go places, they go, oh, do you recycle? And that must be nice too, when it, when that same kind of quote, you know, good habit, then you start to see in your, in, in the, in the guests who come through a venue and it really, you know, they're starting now, I would think you have kind of educated in terms of 
consumers who kind of expect it when they come into a venue. So I'm sure that must be a really good feeling too for from your standpoint to start to see people really kind of demanding it on their experience and then they get and then you you know they can fulfill that wish. That's one more thing that a venue can then uh, you know add to the experience of their client and their guests that you know this is one more part of how the community they're helping their community, you know, succeed, I guess as it were. Yeah, I think you know you can't underestimate your audience, and as much as there's there's much you know promoted these days, how a lot of families are getting the you know the green push and the recycling push from their from their younger children who are learning more about it at school than than we all did at that age, um, and now I think that the general public is bringing this forward into the venues where there's there's an expectation that when you walk into this really big and impressive high traffic you know large square footage building that they're going to have these things you know in place for you it, it is expected and it should be automatic and um, there's a lot of things that impact if it is and when it could be but i think generally now people expect to go to you know performing arts venue uh, whether it's a large concert venue or a smaller intimate performing arts theater um, as well as the large convention centers and sports stadiums and arenas that uh, that that is in place and and yeah I, I agree it's definitely expected. So um, you know any advice you know and I you know um, for individuals who want to you know is there any if you're what if you are in a city and then not just talk not so much in a professional uh, experience but in a personal experience and you know, do you have any advice for individuals who are concerned about green issues who do want to recycle but say their city doesn't pick up. You know, is there any advice on that? I mean, can you self, can you self kind of, you know, divide your trash and stuff into groups? And is that there's certain ways that people can do this in, at their house too, not just at their venue? Well, I, I don't know if I have advice specifically to that, Greg, but I, I do know that those really well-rounded or evolved programs are pretty much, to me, inevitable in all localities and, and there's not many mm. places that can't provide most of what we're talking about here. It would be more the exception than the rule. Right. But the best advice I get, the best I get advice I guess I have, Greg, is don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, right. Much of these conversations that are happening at IEVM events is about um, kind of bringing back some of the best practices and the, and the how component of, of getting a program going. And there's so many venues doing it well and there's so many experts that are IEVM members that if if you weren't a you know working in a venue or you weren't you know attending uh, Venue Connect when these original you know when recycling was first a big craze and there was a lot of education sessions on best mm-hmm. practices and how to how to recycle and your labels and your graphics and if you've missed out on that there's so many really talented knowledgeable people. Um, in, in the organization and the association at, at both, both uh, allied members and as well as venue managers that um, definitely use your network to find out, you know, how to do this the most cost-effective and efficient way without trying to reinvent the wheel and, and you know, uh, wasting valuable resources that your venue makes available to you. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so many people I could mention, but absolutely uh, don't go down this path alone. Definitely reach out and get help because it's all there even if it's right. new to you and possibly your venue. Right. No, that's very good advice. Um, so, you know, are there any things in the future, any, te- any techniques, trends that you as an organization are looking at, or is there anything you can 
give us a peek into the window of you know recycling and sustainable issues, sustainable programs at venues that you're gonna that you're seeing kind of five years down the road? Um, I think the current trend is being really ready for anything because one of the comments we get is about you know currently China turning away some of our recycling and what that's actually done is make recycle people recycle better so they make that they're so sure their sorts are cleaner so that if you have somewhere to take your glass your glass or aluminum maybe you're having a separate uh, source separation receptacle for that as opposed to just thinking that it's going to be get all dumped in together and magically get separated as, as good as these MRFs are um, so that's you know that's one of the trends is being ready for that as well as uh, I think engaging your your partnership community I know that uh, in the past, people wouldn't want to, you know, put their brand on a trash can. But I think now, being associated with a zero waste program may open the doors to some sponsorship and some partnership agreements, where that alone could help fund the the infrastructure you need to implement a program like this. And so, mm-hmm. how you how you can brand your solution, and that's all the types of things that we're starting to get into that is really uh, becoming more popular. And then again coordinating other furnishings that are made out of the same, you know, recycled material is all becoming very popular as you, you know, set the stage for uh, your guests to, to really uh, get the best experience possible. Well, excellent. Um, now, as we mentioned, you've been in the industry for what you said, 10 years, you think you said? Yeah. Yep. So any you advice bet. for up and coming uh, individuals that, you know, that are coming in this industry, whether from allied or venue side and on terms of, career professional development is there anything you wish you had told your younger self when it comes to when it comes to the venue industry is anything you'd like to share any bits of wisdom uh i yeah i think kind of similar to my other recommendation is is really use your network and find out what uh professional development and and programs can help you you know succeed at your role uh further your career and uh be successful with initiatives whether it's about zero waste or other projects and things you're doing in your venue, uh, get help outside of your own building, uh, whether it's the mentorship program and everything else that IABM and other organizations you might be part of have to offer. But uh, IABM certainly seems to be uh, the leader in, in those resources. So uh, yeah, get in, get involved early, get involved as much as your, as your leadership allows you and um, keep that uh, professional development going. Well, that, that's very kind of you. And, and we really appreciate the fact that you're going to be, you'll be at Venue Connect Obviously, we hope all our listeners come visit you uh, while they're there. Uh, any, you know, you, you know, have you ever been to Chicago before? Uh, I have. I have. There seems to be different uh, organizations host their, their events uh, right. every year. Uh, right. one, one event I'm, I'm excited to be part of is there's a food waste uh, session on the Tuesday afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically mm-hmm. a, a description of what Matt Campbell did at the Baltimore right. Convention Center, or his, he and his team at least. And so there's a panel discussing uh, how that can happen in their venues, because that's just another example of what we're talking about, that it, it's, it's possible, it's been done, you can do it. Uh, and again, don't reinvent the wheel, come and learn how it happened, and uh, see, see what is available to you back in your own buildings about uh, implementing something similar. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody in Chicago for sure. Excellent. Well, again, thank you, Todd, for coming on. I uh, really appreciate you sharing uh, some information and some interesting facts and, and some trends information. And I really, uh, obviously, again, we hope everyone uh, comes to visit you uh, uh, when they see you on the show floor and Venue Connect. Any, uh, any final thoughts you want to tell the audience? 
no, I'm just looking forward to seeing you in Chicago, and hopefully we'll get to uh, uh, work together in the future and appreciate the, being a part of this uh, conversation. All right. Well, thanks so much, Todd, for coming on. All right. Thank you very much, Greg. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.